listening to Girl Talk, a podcast for girls hosted by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Girls are go-getters, innovators, risk-takers, and leaders. As the premier leadership organization for girls, Girl Scouts sets the standard. Girl Scouts is the girl expert, and in a world full of challenges, we're in Girl's Corner. All right, I'm Hannah. Hey, I'm Shayna. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about failure. Um, We want girls to know that failing is important. You learn things. It's how you ultimately succeed. But even as a strong advocate for failure as positive, I know that failure feels bad. And for this episode, I think we should define what, what failure means for us here. And I think in this case, we're defining failure as trying something and it doesn't work. So some people define failure as giving up, and I think that's a really positive reframe on failure, um, but uh, it skips the part in the middle where it, where it sucks. So it skips the part where it feels bad, <laughs> Yeah. right? Um, so we want to talk about failure as a time where you tried something, and maybe even you tried really hard, um, and it didn't work. So how does failure make you feel, Shayna? It's interesting because I'm trying to... It's you're putting your bu- yourself back in that visceral place to, to experience it. Yeah. And I think failure for me, sometimes I feel embarrassed and I feel frustrated with myself. Right. And it's not necessarily just about how other people perceive it or other people are aware or how does it impact a team, which I do think about. But I also think about myself. Like, is it propelling me forward? But in my life, personally, I'm trying to look more as uh, failure is going to move you forward because you learn and because you're just human. Yeah. It's I okay. Think, I think I struggle with this sometimes, too, because so like um, a lot of times what we do is kind of encouraging girls to fail. But then um I feel like a hypocrite mm-hmm. uh, because when I fail and mess up, I feel horrible. Just, just really awful. Just like, and, excuse me while I go to the bathroom and cry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like legit. Prob- it has happened. It has happened like after groups, like working with girls and then like it goes badly and I leave and I'm like crying in the car. Right. So yeah. like it's real. And like, I feel like super anxious. Like my heart is racing. Like it just feels awful. And also like, I feel like I can't stop thinking about it. Like, yeah. Like you, you're trying I'm to obsessing. move past it. Yeah. I try really hard to like, let it slide off my back, but I keep thinking and thinking and thinking about it. And the, and I keep thinking too, like, man, I really got to like get this in check. Cause I, not only I feel bad about failing, but then I'm like, I feel bad about feeling bad about mm-hmm. failing because intellectually I know that it's positive. And so I keep like being like, uh, you know, this is a good thing. Like in my head, like stop freaking out about it <laughs> because it's supposed to be positive. Right. That's what you tell everyone all the time. But Hannah, it's great that you have that callback because yeah. I, I like I said, in my own life, I'm so happy that I have different things going on where that's being initiated in my life. where I'm remembering the humility of it and I'm remembering how it is beneficial to help you learn what took place. Um, I, I hope that I continue to build like people around me and my nieces and nephews and my family where we talk through that with each other. And we're our own support to remember like, hey, don't beat yourself up too hard. Yeah. I, I feel like failure is hard on a team. Um, like I'm still in college and I just had my first group project and I was just like, 
I'm going to do what I can so that I do not mess this up for my other teammates. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, I think about failure in terms of myself, what it means only for myself. Like if I was like, Oh, I'm going to run three days a week and do yoga twice a week. And I only did it once yeah. in two months. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's different on a team because you want to do the best you can as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, I think we, we talk about, you know, failure is positive. And there are some situations where, like in school, where it's hard for failure to be positive because it impacts your grades yeah. and things like that. So it's hard to learn from them. Um, but the other thing is there's like so many, like maybe part of the reason failure feels so bad is that you can fail in so many different wonderful ways yeah. <laughs> like based on so many different um parts of your life so it's not just at school you could also fail at work and with your friends yes and in a team on a sports team or you know in other extracurriculars or you can fail with your family and not communicate well with them and so it's just like wow like that's hard that's a lot of stuff you really tapped into something that i've been thinking about now i'm trying to figure out how to actualize how to vocalize i think too like with schools i think um, failure in different settings, like you talked about, different environments, different capacities. It's about creating that culture where, like, everybody supports each other, and we mm-hmm. are open to feedback and reform, and we and it feels healthy, and you feel connected and not as scary. Of course, you want to do your best. Um, someone said, like, failing the first time is a mistake. Failing the second time is a choice. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know if that's exact metrics. Like, let's right. not be too specific. <laughs> but I don't want to even say choice because that scares people into thinking that that's yeah. their identity. Right. Or, like, they can't bounce back from that. I know I've failed more than twice, and I really hope <laughs> that people don't think that. I'm like, listen, listen here. <laughs> uh, but, no, like, in schools, I know some schools are instituting. Um, I know there's a charter school in Minneapolis that does this, and the teens I've talked to are really excited about it, that you – can turn in a project um so you have like a certain duration of time like two months to do this project and you turn it in and for the whole two months you get to continue to get feedback so if you feel good with the grade at like let's say three weeks in yeah you feel good you get to move on to something else yeah but you get all this it's like drafts like final drafts and schools are instituting that and talking more about uh, how do you build skill or how do you try new methods or how do you see your skill build? For instance, um, me and the girls lately uh, in my middle school troop in Brooklyn Center, yeah. they have been talking about how they hated running. Uh, they have to do gym right now in the last quarter because, you know, school's yeah. wrapping up. Yeah. And I was talking to a few of the girls and I was like, how long have you been in gym? And they're like, you know, just for a few weeks or some girls have been in gym for a month and they have to run the um, distance at the end, like a mile. Right, yeah. And they noticed that their running has gotten better. They're finishing faster. They're not right. as fatigued. And so some of the girls had to admit, they were like, man, running sucks. I mean, yeah, I, I am running a lot better than I did a month ago. Right. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, no, you initially saw it as a failure. You'd get frustrated. But look at this skill and look yeah. at how your body is getting stronger and connecting right. to running better. They're like, yeah, I guess I don't get as tired. I don't stop as much. And I'm like, dude, that's you advancing. Right. Um. Yeah, and I think failure, I wanted to say, too, I think that failure is interesting because in school is very concrete. Like, you know yeah. that you had to do a better job citing this or you know yeah. that um, you didn't use enough references. But I think with friends and family and personally in my life, too, it's like you don't know exactly yeah. the rubric. Yeah. You know, and there's no like, yeah, there's no. Yeah. The rubric. That's a good yeah, example, because like, in school you kind of get a sense of like this is, you know, points get taken away for this. Yes. points Get added for this kind of stuff. And so you can kind of figure out the rules. But there isn't a clear sense of what the rules are socially yeah and i think i struggle with a lot with that when i was a kid um and now (laughs) 
<laughs> because yeah there's not a clear sense of like what the rules are and like you know something too can feel like a, a huge failure for you and then no one else noticed it right <laughs> Right, and they're just like, you know what I mean? uh, like okay, like, and and you're like mortified, and everybody else is like, what's wrong? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I feel like there was, I feel like at one point in high school, at some point, I was with like a group of friends. I was trying to impress people. I made like a joke that I thought would be funny, and it was not funny. But I and I was like mortified because nobody laughed. But it was so not funny, thankfully. <laughs> Um, that uh, nobody realized that it was meant to be a joke. So so they didn't notice that I was flailing and like freaking out about the fact that I had like a total social faux pas. Uh, They just like were like, Hannah's made an odd statement just then and like moved on. Right. (laughs) But I think like for you, you like overthink it so much you can leave a social interaction and be like, sort of contemplating what you said yes. for like hours afterwards yeah because there's not a rule book on it like you can't like reference like oh like made a dumb joke in the lunchroom like page 24 right like or oh yeah like oh skip to uh, skip to question two if yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah yeah so like you can sort of yeah you you have to you have to just figure it out and it's different based on the people you're with too because people have different cultures or yes. like understands what's so it's just like and the way that they decipher things i think a big thing is uh communication and i know i know especially to our girls out there that sounds really cheesy but but hear me out like me and my good friends my i have best friends who we met in like 10th grade ninth grade and we notice that we integrate communication more with each other so like we avoid offense or we quickly take care of if something we did was like ooh, that rubbed me the wrong way but before when it's just awkward and ambiguous and you don't know how to talk about and process it you would see things fester or you'd see like our friendship kind of like eroding and so we've talked about like hey this is how I feel or this is what makes me uh, make me feel connected to you when we watch movies. And I noticed lately that you only want want to watch shows and we don't hang out as long, you know? Like, yeah. Right. You know, like, so like lately it's, it almost feels a little robotic, but it's yeah. getting more natural. Me and my friends will talk it out. Like, this is what I need or this is what I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and right. it, but it's just being more like communicative and talking yeah. about what's going on. And I'm telling you is, is only strengthening us and, and it's helping us to know what you we're thinking instead of assuming. Yeah. And I think too, like that helps you get more comfortable with failure because if you know, in a social setting that, um, something's kind of weird, someone's just going to kind of iron it out with you and it's not going to be a big deal. Then, yeah. then it doesn't feel so bad when you like mess up again. <laughs> yeah. Like my best friends are like the best, like they make me feel safe to like there's times when I'm a little off or like I'm a little quieter inward and I'm like I will tell them very openly like I'm having PMS right now right. and I it's not you or I don't mean to be less fun I just have a lot of emotions right now I feel myself going high and low right. or really I just feel off to myself but I want to be in your presence yeah but just know I'm not about to be hooping and hollering you know yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and think about how I said here in attendance <laughs> yeah. yeah you really got to brood on that to see if you uh, did it correctly <laughs> So, so th- we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but like, how did failure feel? We talked, you know, we, we've experienced failures recently that we can kind of reflect on, but also how did it kind of feel when you were younger? Is there a difference there between the way failure feels now and the way failure felt when you were younger? For me, I'm going to be honest right now. No. 
<laughs> I think in terms of like, like I think I know there's an intellectual part of me that yeah. now is able to to maybe move on a little quicker and like garner more and learn more from failure. But the initial sort of like how I feel right when it happens feels just as bad. Do you feel like you still celebrate it? Because Hannah, like I said, I'm really happy that yeah. you have that callback where you're like, listen, this is okay. It's fundamental to my growth and learning. Yeah. Did you have that as a kid? Like, was that being nurtured in you by like an no, adult? No, because I think when I was a kid, I was one of those kids who was like kind of a goody two shoes perfectionist right. kid. Um, and I think that when I would mess up as a kid and even still now, it still feels sort of like an attack on my identity. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, cause it's so central to, you know, people told me I was smart and, and told me, you know, I was really good at stuff. And so, you know, when I'm not good at something or like, um, it takes me a few tries to get it right. Uh, it, it does sort of feel like an attack on your identity. Does that make sense? No, it makes total <laughs> sense. Like, what is it? Like, how does it embed in who you are, who you feel you are? Or, or yeah. especially in those years as a kid, is very formative. Yeah. You're very, like, impressionable. Yeah. So, I mean, having those things tie, it's almost like you're you're a snowball. And as, as you're rolling into adulthood, <laughs> yeah. you're picking up these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I rolled fast down that hill and picked up a lot of stuff. And yeah. it got, and then, then there were layers of snow on top. And I'm trying to dig, now I'm digging through the snowball, like, Get yes. this out of here. Like, <laughs> because I think that, like, I, I mean, I think there's probably girls out there who can relate. Like, yeah. if you're told that you're that you're good at something or like always smart or something like that, then you know that can really kind of mess you up. <laughs> like, yeah. in the sense that, like, once things start to get hard, you're like, nope. Like, oh my I'm out of here. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm no longer feeling like an expert <laughs> in this, or not expert, yeah. but like it no longer feels versed or. I have a person in my life who has, it's so eerie, Hannah. They're also a perfectionist. Yeah. And they talk about some of the things that you've mentioned, they've said yeah, to me right. in our conversations. And I'm like, this is eerie. Like, so so, <laughs> so you're, you don't consider your, yourself a perfectionist? No. It's mm -hmm. interesting. I will lean on a lot of what I know. And as a kid, like I lean on a lot of what I know and try to work in the areas that where I feel specialized. Yeah. But that's not good because... It, it restricts you from going into things like, for instance, I like to talk a lot about nature, race and policy, but other things like graphic design or um, or like talking about sports, like I'll be a little bit more timid or just like enjoy and right. not necessarily learn or pick up new information. And that's not a good default setting to be in. Right. Just like you talked about being a perfectionist, but. I shouldn't only engage or jump in when I feel like I know this because of how will you learn anything else? Yeah. yeah well, that's like kind of a, a thing. Right. And maybe uh, girls out here kind of know this because there's so many like studies published and you can read about them on the Internet. But like um, things where girls feel a particular pressure to have the right answer. And so they're yes. less likely to raise their hand in class. Um, and and that's kind of a struggle too because hypothetically um and intellectually we know that if you raise your hand and get the wrong answer that's a learning moment that's right and you can get something positive plus, out of that you did a risk yeah you took like, a risk, you took a yeah. risk and plus you you know that it's okay like maybe you had one part of the answer or maybe the really cool process that you that you went through in order to determine the answer you still was thinking and calculating and using information that you learned yeah right. and harnessed it so i feel like you know we just got to create these environments we got to create healthy settings and space where it's just normalized yeah to fail to make attempts to try 
um, and take risks. And it's yeah. okay if you don't learn. Other people got your back or we're yeah. going to work on it together. Um, but it's also the most comforting, awesome feeling, like I said, in my life lately because of friends and family. And But, yeah, my own life, I've been having a healthier relationship to failure. Yeah. And it's very alleviating and very positive to see it in a different light. Yeah. Change your paradigm. I'm working on it. <laughs> well because and sometimes i think about this too i think about my younger years and how much of like a hermione i was like the kid that's always like "Ooh, me right i know on. the answer me right and uh, about like every right answer and so and then i think about like how did i make other kids feel when i did that interesting that's a really good point <laughs> because i think that like uh, for me i always rose my hand when i knew i had the right answer right and and that's not a super healthy attitude to have um but because i was like goody two shoes perfectionist stuff like um so it happened a lot i would raise my hand and i had the right answer and then i'd get kind of praised for that right yeah and i wonder how sometimes i look back and i'm like man that must have felt bad for some people in the room they're just doing their best they're they're trying to think through it they're trying to raise their hand and give an answer and maybe it's not right and maybe even though i wasn't necessarily judging them they might feel like i would indeed right <laughs> like i have a, like i had a teacher um do a training with us a few weeks ago and she said that she changed her classrooms because um, not all kids are extroverts and not all kids feel yeah. like comfortable with sharing the information in front of everyone. So she would use different things like instead of hand raising to, to affirm the ones who are up there quickest or to set a culture where it's like those are the normal kids who raise their hand yeah. and the other kids are kind of in the background. They don't mean to, but again, that's what, about failing and learning and reforming yeah. and making new decisions based on what we've learned. But she will do things like you journal it or, mm. um, there's a rotating schedule of youth who answer or instead you will answer the question in groups and then report back on the different ideas that you heard so that we yeah. weren't emphasizing the hand raising as well. Yeah. So I love that they're trying to find creative ways for the introverts or processors or people who learn differently. Yeah. It's not just showcased. Yeah. Um, but no, I hear you handle like, what is, what did that mean for other people? Yeah. I almost want to like send a missive out to the <laughs> world. Like, if you remember me from high school, I'm sorry I always like overtook all of no, the. No, but Hannah, you were operating in the environment that was in the the setup of the environment. Right. Yeah. It was like you raise your hand and you um notify the class and the answer, and then the teacher will build off what you said. So yeah. no, you weren't trying to put your classmates down. And also, Hannah, that's how you looked at success. Success yeah. was having an answer to then provide. Yeah. Right. And that was your form of like moving forward in your education. So yeah. no, don't don't put yourself down. I'll I'll be your ringleader here. I'll or I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 be your cheerleader, Hannah. Thanks, thanks, dude. And so it's so interesting how it looks in failure. And so we talked a little bit about why I feel so bad, but how we have to like shape our thinking and help the people around us to support us through failure and yeah. to help us to build up ourselves up. So like, how do you, so if we think about these negative feelings, like how do we go about process? So like, let's say like I, I was saying like uh, even in my adulthood, the immediate sort of feeling around failure is that it feels really bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so how do we like the of, first wave. Yeah. The first wave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do we like, how can we process these negative feelings so that you can actually get some of the benefits of failure, which yeah. is being able to like reflect on it and like, you know, um, learn something from it and that kind of stuff. Because if, if we get too caught up in our first wave yes. of feelings, then we won't be able to do it. Like how do we, and you say in that, that level and to be, to be honest, I'm, I'm like, 
having a conversation about it we're like having a conversation but really i'd like um some advice <laughs> yeah same here i'm just like oh my god yeah hannah yeah we oh don't to- look at me yeah. like- <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh no no, oh no, no I was, I was uh, just talking. Yeah, I know, right? I need an expert to come on here, or maybe some of the girls have some t- tips and techniques out there because I am, I, I think it's hard to I, to get to process through that. I think that we should make it in stages, but with sound effects. So like the first stage is like the oh man, like this yeah. happened. So you feel like that. that it's feeling. the dun dun dun. Yes, and the second stage is like revelation of like oh, so it's like ding or like, <laughs> <laughs> or it's like oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then um so it's like the, the, like you said it's the stages how do we process it? how do we navigate it so we're not just in this negative place until it fades out yeah right because right. if we just stay in the negative place and then like take a nap and yes. wake up and you feel better then you didn't learn anything that's afterwards. right <laughs> that's right no seriously and and plus like i don't know you just don't extract as much as you can out of it so it's like okay you you take a step back maybe you process and have people to build you up, like talk to your friends or people who you feel comfortable with. Like I talked to my mom, my mom is the sweetest woman. So sometimes if I had a hard day at work or I'm like, Oh, I just didn't do as well on this, this, uh, paper because I'm still in school. Yeah. Um, I just, I really, I knew I could have did a better job, but I stayed out too much on saturday right i yeah. like the sculpture garden yeah. <laughs> when i know i should have been at up at the sculpture right. garden. <laughs> i was like yeah well that was a really good play yeah <laughs> and i just you know but no like like building people up so to help you remember the value in you so like i yeah. i think that could be one stage and it's relevant it's relevant to whatever stage that makes sense to you some people don't need that or some people is not the biggest point but like first there's the there's a hard feeling phase one yeah and two there's like remembering your whole even in the midst of this challenge and three is taking what 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 does it mean so like if i didn't do really well in that paper does that mean that i need to set more time aside does that mean my mom will say things like shana I noticed um, you spend t- a lot of time with your friends, but she'll, like she's brought up, a lot of your friends are also in college. Can y'all do homework together more? And right. I actually did that. Me and my good friends Some do homework together. Yes. Yeah. And also we laugh, we talk, we have coffee yeah. at like the coffee shop. So it's still getting to see them. And yeah. I feel productive and we both feel better together. Yeah. So it's like figuring out what do you need to do? I like what you said about the steps, like the one, two, three, because I think what happens a lot with me personally, and maybe mm-hmm. this is like an experience a lot of people have, is we have the dun dun dun, yes. And then hypothetically, there's this point in the middle where we take a step back and we re- and kind of like take a deep breath and like work through those feelings so that we can get to step three where we're like ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of times um, I skip step two, so I jump straight from dun 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 to ding, and then my ding is um, like I'm bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, like the conclusion <laughs> the, is the conclusion is Hannah's bad at things. You know what I mean? Rather than like, how could I strategize differently? How could I yes. make a different choice? How could I improve it in a different way? So like, so let's. I'm gonna bring it up, man. I'm gonna do What's it. What's up? Um, we tried to record this podcast. Yes. Uh, once before, we tried to talk about failure, and um, our podcast is gonna be, you know, like the the final episodes you're you're listening to are in the 30 minute zone right they're around 30 <laughs> minutes uh not perfect but around 30 minutes um our first episode of this podcast we recorded an hour and 20 minutes of content 
<laughs> and we just kept going and going and going. And it felt good. We were like, It felt yeah. good, yes. Like, boom, boom, boom. We're so funny. We're so charming. Everybody's going to love us. <laughs> yes. I felt the same way. I was just like, we're rocking it. Like yeah. the whole time, I was just like, we're killing the game. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like podcasting done. Like, yeah, like this is our first recording ever and we're just like nailing it. Bye bye Girl Scouts. We're working for NPR now. Like like we were like ready to <laughs> to quit our jobs. Like super good. And then and then our editor got it and started listening to it and they're like, Oh, like this is a lot and it doesn't really connect and there's not a like a a thread and you don't go deep and you don't really do- <laughs> It was so deflating. <laughs> Because you're you, I'm telling you, you feel this high and this energy, and you're like, man, I'm so excited. I knew I was a natural born like podcaster, and then all of a sudden, you, like the the editor comes back and they're just like, no, they like they like you have all this beautiful decoration on the table, and they just like throw the tablecloth off, and they're just like, it was set completely wrong. No, no, <laughs> no. Like we still had some really cool highlights but the what we had to learn structure yeah right and so i think an that, outline yeah and so i think it was positive because we had a group together right yes. so we were able to like we had the dun 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 and then we were able to take a second to be like okay like let's just that sucks like you know what i mean acknowledge yes. it that sucks like um you know not doesn't feel super good but then we were able to our ding instead of our ding being like give up yeah we're bad no that's a really good point <laughs> our our ding was um like let's change some stuff let's add a little structure yeah we'll, we'll do some timing in there yeah we'll try and make sure we don't record too much so it's easier to cut down like that kind of stuff and then and then i think it's um had a positive i mean i guess the verdict's still out but i think it's had yeah. a positive <laughs> I still feeling, think we're I don't know it. I'm feeling pretty like we're killing it right yeah, now I'm but like I don't want, but I don't want to like uh get get too too jazzed. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. I think we're doing Our podcast pro- our uh, our podcast producer is giving us a thumbs up so I I think, I think that we're, means doing, we're okay. doing good. <laughs> no, and I I think it's really powerful Hannah that you touched on that because it was we all first of all acknowledged it so we didn't have it be like this awkward elephant in the room. Yeah, right. spoken we talked about how it was frustrating or we thought that was so much good content, but some of it is unusable and you yeah. have to re-record, and you're about to go to camp and we yeah. have limited time. <laughs> right. Um, we got all these projects coming up. So it was, you know, not only frustrating internally to think that you weren't as skillful, yeah. but also you're up against all these external things that right. didn't give you all the time that you want. Yeah. And so, yeah, and Hannah, I appreciate it because I, you literally, I've been sitting here feeling like revelational, like <laughs> this really profound feeling because yeah, so many of us, and that's not a good method in life. So many of us will reflect or um, revisit a failure and will conclude that you're bad or you're right, wrong. Yeah. And we don't know it. And we just move forward. Yeah. But we have to, just like scientists, the scientific theory, yeah. of like testing, failure, r- r- documenting conclusions and findings, yeah. and then moving forward with that information. Yeah. You're helping provide yourself with information. Now, I think I'm guilty of that. I think I'm so intuitive and I'm like, oh, I'm so mindful and self-aware. <laughs> and I'm like, how many times have I experience something in life and I just said that I wasn't good yeah and right. I just learned to to navigate that fact and and I and I moved on and and now I'm just yeah. no it's like yeah. no you're worthwhile and you can build and and all of us are worthwhile everybody is um powerful monsters in my eyes I love the word monster it makes <laughs> me feel like when someone's like man that person did a good job I was like yeah that person's a monster <laughs> and people sometimes people understand what I'm saying right yeah. away and they're like yeah uh-huh some people are like I just can we just walk that back <laughs> 
I'm not really sure. And I'm like, no, a monster means like they're really it's good. Positive. They got it. Yeah, like, they, they got this life. Yeah. You know what I just realized? What's it's that? almost like a little bit like sometimes we fail at failing. Yes. <laughs> in the, like we mess up at failing in the sense that we're skipping from oh dun dun gosh. dun to ding. And the ding is that we're bad. So I think that like we can reframe it about like focus first, not on being good at everything, yes. but focus first on like getting better at, at, you know, drawing your conclusions and like yep. and strategizing after you mess up like that. That'll help you. We're more than school. That will help you succeed. We're more than school. We're more than our friendships. We are unique, powerful beings who are all just trying to reach for happiness. We always uh, end our episodes with a little bit of a would you rather question because we love would you rather questions. And our producer, Idell, has selected an excellent question for us that we have not yet heard. So we have not heard this question. It's a secret. Hi, guys. I'm so All nervous. Right. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future but of anyone but yourself? Ooh. I feel like I don't want to see 10 minutes into the future of anyone else because they might al- already be anxious. Like my niece is taking her cosmetology mm-hmm. exam and she went to St. Paul College and uh, got her degree and that and so I don't want to see 10 minutes into the future to see if she passed or not that's her journey that's yeah. not mine yeah and she's already anxious and plus like I want to be holding her hand through it not the gatekeeper of what's taking place yeah. sorry I don't mean to get so profound with it no. but um no, good- I'd rather see 10 minutes into my own future and maybe it's again a way to recorrect myself like it's like <laughs> yeah. I was about to cuss this person out or, like, <laughs> yeah. or I was about to overreact and yeah. no I am so happy that I can I can shift because I saw something and I know I can do better yeah I'm going to go with see other people's future because I think I'd be able to control that better because I think if I was able to to see into my own future, it would be like social media where I was like always needing to go on it and like check stuff. That is such a good point. Like yeah. you wouldn't <laughs> do it like. I feel like you'd be way more even like afraid of your own mortality. Yes. Yeah. I could see myself die. <laughs> right. No, that's moment. that's a really good point. Like you would over th- I, I I think it would especially if you do experience anxiousness like it yeah. just probably wouldn't be as helpful um but in some ways it can't like you said like you can redo you, yeah you feel a failure or like yeah. how are you going to navigate the situation by processing yeah and taking that step back well whoosh. yeah <laughs> what do All you right. think I know let me tell you mine okay so I got to cheat and I had like you know a little bit of time to think about this but um so I think I think I would choose myself. I'm the same. Like, I don't think I'd really want any of them, but I feel like I could use seeing my own future as a benefit. Like, I could basically, you could kind of live forever. You could be like, well, like, you could skirt a lot of bad situations. You can. You could also, like, have a really good, be really in tune with, like, what's going on with people around you. Like, how how is this going to end up? Right. Should I yeah. not say what I'm about <laughs> to say? Or, like, should I not drive down this road you know things yeah. like that and i i feel very stressed out about being able to see other people's futures because i feel like there would be so many situations where i could see something terrible coming that i couldn't help mm. them with like yeah. if you're driving on 94 and you switch on your superpower and all of a sudden you see this like horrible wreck and you know it's gonna happen but you can't, can't stop do, it yeah right i don't know that's it seems really like a point. lot of responsibility to be able to see into other people's futures and yeah. like feel like you need to help them. And a lot of times you wouldn't be able to. Well, so anybody listening out there, 
think of think of what you would do in this situation. Yeah, Which I want to hear. Would you pick? pick? Yeah, girls pick girls. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode of Girls Talk, we like to give girls the opportunity to tell us a little bit about what they're into right now. So, without further ado, this is Girls Pick. Hi, my name is Gabrielle. Here are my top picks. To start off, some of my favorite TV shows are Friends and Parks and Recreation. Some favorite songs and artists are Kendrick Lamar's Black Panther album. A song I've been enjoying is If It's a Lie, sung by Matt Maltese. And my favorite artist is Harry Styles. Some of my favorite movie franchises are Marvel Studios and Star Wars. Because I got braces a couple weeks ago, a snack that I have been enjoying is puff popcorn. My social media favorites are BuzzFeed and their quizzes, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat. Girl Talk is brought to you by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Our hosts are Shayna Woods and Hannah Gilbert. The show is produced by Adele Erickson with audio editing by McAllister Grant. For more about the podcast and our team, go to girltalk.girlscoutsrv.org. See you next time.